Hello and welcome to episode 24 of season two of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullum. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey, Jeff. How are you feeling? I still have a bit of a cold, but it's uh, it's not COVID and it's not flu, so I'm very happy. Okay. Yeah. If you're new to the channel, rate, review, subscribe, uh, check us out. We have a Facebook group. Uh, we have an email address that I can't remember what it is. What is That's, it? Uh, connect to, to podcast at gmail.com. I think our URL might be screwed up, though. We need to look into that. Okay. Just our URL. I think it just goes to uh, a dead page now. So we got to hmm. look into that. Okay. I'll try and fix that. Um, What's your dad joke? Uh, it's a Star Wars dad joke. Oh, of course. Yeah. Where did uh, Luke get his cybernetic hand? I don't know. At the second hand store. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, man with authority walks into a bar. He orders everyone around. <laughs> what Star Wars character sells hot dogs? I don't know. Admiral Snack Bar. <laughs> My wife asked me if I thought the kids were spoiled. I said, nope. I think they're supposed to smell that way. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, hang on here. <laughs> my wife says she's divorcing me because of my obsession with television dramas. But will she leave me? Find out next week. There you go. Why was Darth Vader bad at sports? I don't... He always choked. <laughs> and one more where does kylo ren get his creepy black clothing i don't know out of his closet ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go yeah <clears throat> yeah yep <sighs> i went to an interview today and they asked can you perform under pressure i replied I'm not sure, but I can give Bohemian Rhapsody a go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Ah, uh, what did you learn this week? What mm -hmm. did I learn this week? Well, I've learned a lot about cryptocurrency. We'll talk about that later. Uh, this, this week's our uh, I was controversial. Watch controversial issues. Yes. Uh, the, the, the mask comes off. No mm -hmm. more Mr. Nice Guy. I, uh, we might even have some cursing. No, I was watching a, another great video by coldfusion.com, uh, which is uh, the YouTube channel, mm -hmm. on two things. One on the economy oh, in China. On. Before we get going. Yeah. Coffee. We are sampling oh, coffee. Yeah. And the coffee, I've done I've done the sacrilege. I've taken actually two, cup, two types of beans and I've mixed them together. Oh, we've made our own blend. We've made our own blend. And so uh, about three quarters of it is from uh, Agro Roasters out of okay. Vancouver. It is called Urbaldo Gonzalez, which is from Honduras. Should be golden raisin, pomegranate, and cacao. Okay. And um, the other uh, the other quarter is from Ofajuki from Montreal. Actually, it's from Prevost, uh, Quebec. So I don't think that's Montreal. It's close to Montreal. Uh, from Kohi Micro uh, Micro Tour Facteur. Okay. Um, anyway, it's supposed to be brownie, almond, and rose. So I think we have all the ingredients for a muffin. Yeah, it does not taste like a muffin. But, uh, <laughs> it's good. It's a little bitter, but not bad. Yeah. Of course, my taste buds might be a bit off because of this cold. So. Yeah. Bitter because you've been watching too much Daniel Smith. Yeah. So cold fusion. So two videos I watched. One on fusion technology. Okay. Uh, yet another video on fusion technology. And this was about four private sector companies that are pursuing alternative approaches to fusion. Um, the ITER uh, reactor, which which is a tokamak. Uh, you know they've been they've been struggling to get some of these things solved, and but there's four private sector companies. One of which is Canadian, who think they can um, crack the nut much quicker. So they're talking five years to sustainable fusion um, and possibly 10 to, to commercialization. So it was really quite exciting. Uh, three of them still use, you know, the, 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 the traditional um, 
use steam to drive turbines. One of them is a direct, um, it, it produces the electricity directly by uh, using an electromagnetic field and just and generating the current. So wild, wild stuff. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Pretty wild stuff. So really cool. And then the other one I watched was on the economy of China and just how much trouble China's in. China is in really bad trouble. Really? Their economy. Yes. Yes, apparently. Oh, based um, on what? Well, first of all, apparently there's uh, a movement amongst the Chinese youth that started off as Let It Lie, which was they were disenfranchised and no longer will. So sort of their version of quiet quitting because youth unemployment in China is about 18%. Oh my, that's And now huge. it's gotten worse. And the new movement they call <laughs> Let It Rot, where they're actually refusing to, to work uh, even if they can get jobs. So that's one problem that China's having. The other problem they're having is with their uh, real estate market. You know, they've overbuilt so many, there's there's entire cities. Um, I think they said there's 90 million, like they could house 90 million people with all of the uh, re, like cities, apartment buildings that they've built that are empty. Like, because this was a, this was a plan to get everybody to urbanize, but these things are way too expensive. Nobody can afford them. So, so there's entire cities of, of high rise apartment complexes that are unfinished, uh, unoccupied, just basically rotting away. And so they've put so much money into that. And so the big fear is that um, the government has been trying to prop this up, maintain control. But once the economy, if this continues, they've got huge inflation. There's all of these really uh, deep fundamental issues. They're spending tons of money around on the Silk Road uh, uh, initiative, but that is what's apparently the, the Silk Road. Well, they want to develop a global uh, uh, supply chain, right? So this is why they're investing in Africa okay. and, and all those other parts uh, to to create recreate the Silk Road. But apparently, it's just putting a lot of strain on the economy, um, like a, a version of stagflation. And the government is quite concerned as they should be, uh, that if they lose, you know, um, if the people stop sort of believing, then it could be, you know, highly unstable. And the other problem they had is with the one child policy. Now they've reversed that, but they had so many, um, families would have aborted, girls and then had boys and now you've got this huge population of unmarried men way way too way more single young men and there are single young women even available and that always causes problems and then finally the last part of it was their covid response they've only had five thousand deaths but now apparently uh because of the damage to the economy um people are in lockdowns it's beginning to uh that's beginning to crack as well. Like, you know, I think maybe they thought they could just stop it within a reasonable time frame by having this this sort of uh, very strict lockdown. But I think what's happening is it's taking longer and longer than they thought it was. And at some point, people are just like, you know, we can't live like this anymore, right? So, okay. yeah, so they got a whole bunch of issues that are causing uh, internal pressures and... Uh, they may not rise to the level that we thought they were going to. It was fascinating. Oh, it is awesome. Um, so I learned a lot. <laughs> that is. That's a lot from a couple of YouTube videos. I was, um, so earlier this week, I think it was Monday night. Yeah. I was just, you know, doing some photo editing. I turned on YouTube and I realized, wow, oh, there's some stuff about Artemis 1. Mm. And it was. It was the launch and it was uh, NASA did kind of a live stream and it was really, it was awesome to watch. It was entertaining, uh, engaging. And I have to say the thing that really, really got to, to me was how much these presenters really were excited about, they were like, they were vibrating. It was, uh, it was, um, it's one thing you you watch the news and there are all these dispassionate news readers. Yeah, 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 yeah. These people were, they were so excited, so thrilled. Oh, really? To be there. And uh, yeah, like there was this one guy and he was, uh, 
you, you know how when they do these um the like um elections in the states in particular where they have those screens those touch screens yeah. and they'll have yeah. somebody yeah. operating them and they'll move around yeah so he this guy um, i don't even know what his name was but on the nash the nasa live stream they had he would be explaining and they had the they had the uh the the um uh trajectory of artemis one and he could rotate it and show it at various points move it forward and annotate it and he was so excited and uh and even the announcer who's so there was um so there's like three different locations okay. where they were controlling this whole thing right one in i don't know if it's tennessee that was uh controlling the sls which is the the heavy rockets mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they had uh, the kennedy space station uh kennedy space center which is where they were launching from yeah and then houston which was going to take over so they had an announcer that was in kennedy and this guy was so excited like he's the guy you hear like you know another step forward towards the moon and beyond right right and to infinity and beyond but i'll tell you you could hear in his voice how excited he was for this project because when they switched to the person in houston it was a lot more dispassionate kind of it was this woman and it was a bit more robotic flight control in houston kind yes of thing. yes we yeah. are now traveling at so it's over yeah it's just it, it was engineer. just very very much but the first guy he was just like oh my god they've done it they made it it's like uh it was really woot, woot. it was fun to watch yeah. you know stayed up too late because so it it's it's probably good ways towards the moon by now because it only takes about three days to get to the moon right uh yeah it's, and it's supposed gonna... to arrive it's supposed to arrive on friday i yeah, think that's so today's now. friday yeah yeah today is uh yeah and so to go into uh lunar orbit for for quite a while right it's not coming back like next oh, it's week like, it's five days i think the whole a whole trip round trip and the whole thing is gonna is take between 25 and 42 days accounting for everything and, and it's in a retrograde uh, orbit or will be in a retrograde orbit means it's going to be rotating uh, opposite to the direction that that uh, the moon is rotating around the earth oh interesting yeah so um so let me just well that's awesome see and if i can get the status thank goodness it hasn't gone boom <laughs> yes i have to say that i was very excited about the fact that it did not go boom that seemed to be uh again you know it's funny because it seems the uh it seems like the stakes for NASA are higher. Like it when, cause Elon's blown up a bunch of rockets, uh, you know, with their landing back vertical, but because it's a private company, um, it's like, yeah, okay. That's, that's part of the sort of venture capital world, right? You, you try stuff, but for NASA, it seems like they, they don't have that much wiggle room for failure. Right public money and well and they've and... they've reused um the the motors they're from from the space shuttle they've reused like the the main tank is one of the orange tanks it's from the space shuttle oh, wow. uh, they've reused a whole ton of stuff to try and get this going because and apparently it's like the um some of the military programs in the in the u.s uh every single state had some components on this rocket that were built in their state i heard the flight control computers uh ti-88 <laughs> yeah it could be uh and they also have these things called cubesats there's uh, so this is the other thing i learned that there are 10 cubes 10 total cubesats so these are little uh, experiments in a box kind of thing okay so they're um they had room for 14 there was they're okay. like in racks of seven and seven all right and three of them were not ready in time for the launch oh can you imagine can you imagine how much money and how much like you're going like oh and the thing's already been delayed it should have launched last month what did you know in august in august and you guys still weren't ready yeah no funding for you yeah okay well that's awesome yeah so i believe it is uh 
I don't know where it is right now. I'm trying to figure out. Now, do it they out. have mannequins aboard? They have. Uh, they have well, a, mannequins. They, but have, they have a moonikin. A moonikin. Yeah, Commander Campos. Okay. So uh, it's named after an Apollo engineer. Uh, his, his name is Campos. It's full of sensors and avionics. It's full of sensors, and... and it's wearing an orange jumpsuit. It even has a little badge. It says Campos. They have uh, two other... Um, um, uh, anthropomorphic dummies that uh one uh, one is to simulate a woman the other i think is non is non-binary okay okay but one is matt walsh said it what is a woman one is covered with um with a radiation protective garment okay and the other is not oh interesting and they're going to compare they have active and passive sensors there um the other thing is they have um um they have, uh, uh, so I guess when you fly in space, you always take a stuffy. Was that right? And the stuffy is to determine if you're in zero G. Oh, right. Okay. So as soon as the stuffy starts floating and it's soft, so that's a good thing. Cause sure. It hit that's anything. right. Uh, but they, uh, I guess, uh, on the Apollo missions, they would often use Snoopy. So this is a Snoopy. Snoopy the Beagle, and uh, and he's got his own uh, suit. Of course. It's an orange jumpsuit. Uh, I think he might even have a name, but I can't remember. Is it not Snoopy? <laughs> it might not Somebody be Somebody got to get a suit. <laughs> well, it is a Snoopy, but I think he may have a very specific name. Um, Commander Snoopy of the uh, Space Force. Uh, yeah, and... Um, I don't know. It was interesting. So they 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 have uh does he have a name? Just Artemis. Snoopy Artemis Plush. There you go. That's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. So uh it is really cool. Yeah, apparently the NASA has some contract with with peanuts for oh, the, yeah. for the of, yeah, course. of course. They didn't just pick it up at Walmart and slap a suit on it. No. So it's been quite the week. Right. So we're going I mean, the Artemis, controversial controversial episode. Well, some good. Some, some good, good. Some bad. And some hard to know if it's, it hasn't played out yet. Yeah. like yeah. Uh, So there's still at this moment in time, they're still finalizing the numbers for the count for the uh, House of Representatives in the U.S. Uh, Bobo Bobert. Bobo Bobert. <laughs> Uh, who has her name mispronounced many times and I believe was at one point in time an escort. Wasn't she a sex worker? I think she was. And then she's also famous for her Shooter's Pub. Yes, where, uh, which has gone the... out of business during COVID. Yes. And then they had poisoned some people with bad meat. So just, you know, just the winners, just the kind of people you want. And if you, do, and if you don't know, uh, so, so their, her election is so close. Then it will go to an automatic recount. Right. And as of, I think, this afternoon, and I believe they're expecting the final count to be tomorrow. Okay. Um, she, she was up by only 500 votes. Wow. Yeah. And then you got Magical Herschel Walker. So he's another uh, unbe- yeah. unbel- unbelievable that these people are even tied. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Right? It is unbelievable. I mean, I mean, great athlete in his day. Obviously questionable behavior in a lot of senses, but you listen to the man talk and it's like, really? Really? Really thinking of sending this person to the Senate? Unreal. Yeah. What was his last thing he's going on about? He's talking Vampires about Vampires uh, and Werewolves. Yeah, I saw I know that movie. It's a movie from like the eighties that he's talking about. A Fright Night. Yeah. As he was describing it, I'm like, well, he's got a good memory for all of the details. But then he when he started going on about he'd rather be a vampire than a, I thought I wanted to be a werewolf, but now I think I'd want I'd rather be a vampire. No, I think it was the other way around. What the because hell are you found talking out that about? Werewolves can kill vampires. Yeah, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> exactly just some free floating thoughts unbelievable well i think that's the problem is that that he's got too many like free floating thoughts yeah well that's right so anyhow 
I was saying to you before, you know, I don't know if these things are good. I, I, I have a feeling that in the grand scheme of things, it's just like a, like a, an emotional response. And I, like, I think I mentioned the end of the nineties, I felt a similar shift because things felt utopian and, and suddenly it was like, Oh, I think we're going into dark times. I kind of feel like maybe we're, we're starting to emerge out of the madness. I mean, it's still a lot of crazy stuff going on, no doubt, but you know, even the fall of Twitter, um, I know a lot of people love Twitter and there's been a lot of talk about how it's useful, has been useful, particularly in countries where free speech is not, you know, um, uh, encouraged. A lot of people have used it in times of emergencies and to be able to mount kind of counter uh, political movements mm -hmm. at the same time. It might not be that bad to thing that it kind of needs. To, I, I don't know if it's going to die, but a bit of a reboot, right? Mm -hmm. And same thing with Elon. I think it's tough. I've like I've used Elon as a. Um, I've liked his stuff, and I mean, I still think some of it's pretty phenomenal. And I've used him a lot in in my classes as sort of like this entrepreneurial, you know, visionary guy. But man, me and and I don't think anybody else can understand what is going on in this guy's head. Like, well, so like, let, what well, is happening? We're going to talk about three things. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about what's going on with Twitter. We're going to talk about what's going on with FTX yes. and SFB and or S, SBF. Sorry, SBF. Well, that's the guy, that's Sam, the guy Bank, Sam Bankman, Bankman Freed. Yeah, and Alameda and is, uh, uh, trading. Alameda Research. Yeah, and the uh, third thing we're going to talk about uh, is more close to home. There which we is go. There, Danielle Smith, yeah. our uh, our premier um, and uh, wingnut at large. <laughs> well, now we've taken a position. We're wow. going to lose half our listeners, Mark. Which half? The, the half that don't listen or the, the half that do listen? The rural folk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Okay. So uh, let's... Um, let's talk about Twitter. Let's talk about Twitter. So Twitter, there's two parts to Twitter. One is what's going on with the platform. And in my mind, so Elon has been a bit of a visionary, but I have to say that I've always thought he was a bit of a draconian boss. Yes. And uh, this is at SpaceX as well as at Tesla. And we're seeing it in spades with yeah. Twitter. I mean, it is, um, there's a lot of things you can do in business, but you got to realize, or I think you have to realize uh, that in a business is kind of like a, you kind of, you can't turn on a dime, particularly if you have, the more employees you have, the right. harder it is to make make substantive changes without like absolutely devastating people. Oh, for right? sure. Absolutely. Mass layoffs on their own, independent of everything else. So if, if uh, Elon Musk had gone and said, I need to change this quite dramatically mm -hmm. because he's taken over, uh, um, we're spending way too much. We need to get rid of half. Um, there's a way to do that instead of, buying it on a Friday and yeah. firing people on the subsequent Friday. Yeah. Well, like Zuckerberg like, just did with, he laid off 11,000 like and he, they're actually three giving him three props. Three times as many people. And right. he also hit it on the same day as the election. Two, but they're giving him some kudos as to, you know, he took responsibility and, and, and he was, contrite. and he didn't berate the people he's laying off. Like it's their fault. Yeah. Like, a bunch of losers. Oh my God. <laughs> well, and apparently, uh, so, so, so there's a way to do it. Oh, for there's sure. There's a humane way. And then you get the people that are, you, you need to deal with the people that stay because they feel like they're a survivor, but maybe they don't deserve it. Or there's, yeah, all, there's kinds all kinds of, of emotions issues, yeah. that are going on. Well, look. And then the following week, by a Thursday, say that we're going hardcore engineering. Yeah. You're not with us. By and filling this thing by five o'clock, you're gone. Like apparently, he was on a video conference trying to convince some um, key leaders of the engineering on a video conference that that they should stay. And as yeah, the conference was going on, uh, feeds from various individuals were turning off at five o'clock, which was the cutoff right that he set. So clearly, they had made their decision. Yeah. 
and um there is rumors and it's all rumors well, because nobody nobody's aggregating this certainly yeah. not elon well they're locked out today till monday now well, there's nobody in the building supposedly yeah but they had a meeting today, apparently, in the building on the 10th floor. Oh, is that right? So, um, Who's they? I don't know. Well, but, he's got this entourage, apparently. But uh, but uh, with um, there's rumors that he has lost seven-eighths of his workforce. Well, they said they were down to two. I saw something. They're down to about 239 employees. No, no, it's 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 about it's about eighteen hundred. It's eighteen hundred. Yeah. Okay. It's about it. it so maybe well, they were doing a, the math because they said, "Oh, maybe this is two hundred thirty-nine in a particular office yeah. or something." Because like they that. were saying uh, the Young Turks were talking. They were doing the math. He laid off about half, and then as many as seventy-five percent of, of the, the remaining half that's have, right. have left. So that's eighty-eight percent or eighty-seven and a half percent of his of his employees. That's right. And he had about 77, yeah. uh, 8,000 yeah. employees. So. Now, again, you know, I was just teaching this this morning. We're doing the chapter on culture. There's no right or wrong organizational culture. Well, except the ones that are obviously toxic. and But de facto on its own, a culture of, of hardcore where everybody's going hard and, you know, and I presume SpaceX is like that. Or Tesla, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not everybody's cup of tea. That's fine. But if you go into that environment with your eyes open, you know what it's about, you're you're on board, yeah. then no problem. The fact that he thought that he could just because what, he's Elon and you can do go whatever into an wants. existing culture and and change it in three weeks is insane. Well, this will be I it's mean, crazy. This will be a case study in the Harvard's Harvard oh, Business for sure. Review for a long time on how not to manage staff because I mean my understanding is they have lost all of their HR people. Yeah. So now they can't even figure out how much to pay people. They don't no. actually know how many people are working. There is notice requirements in Europe that are quite different. You can't sure. do it by email the way that they did it um, uh, in in the U.S. Yeah. The U.S. is way more uh, lax in yeah. terms of the rules. Uh, security. Well, even before he uh, this last round, you know, there was talk about how he'd laid off entire departments, teams, and then realized, whoops, was that the team that that does this? <laughs> you know, I want uh, the blue check thing. They're like, yeah, the team that was working on that. You just fired them all. Yeah. Oh, so apparently he went back after people and asked them to come back. And it's like, what are you out of your mind? Would you go back to that kind of environment? Like, I mean, I again, I, unless the, you are, if that's your jam, but you probably wouldn't have been working at Twitter anyways, right? Well, but but the other thing is that uh, I mean, there there are people that live paycheck to paycheck, so that could be a big issue. Well, With the, all the, of the tech uh, firms that are laying off, that means they're not hiring. Well, the other problem is there's a bunch of them that have visas. That are tied to right? work. Yeah, and yeah. apparently a, a big number of those haven't quit are those folks because they kind of have no place to go. Right? right. If they quit. They have to leave the country. Yeah. So it's just a mess. Wait till the lawsuits start to fly. Well, there are already some yeah. lawsuits. And there. all of the advertisers who've who already had departed well it's i mean they're I, not coming back I, I don't know because i i you know i still am watching twitter because it's kind of like watching a car accident. yeah i know every every hour i log in apparently they were saying if you log out you may not be able to log back in now because if you've got a, a two-factor authentication guess what the team that runs that is gone, gone. <laughs> so don't log out oh my well i've heard uh yeah, I've heard that. Like, yeah, there's, there's, all, like, if you lose your password or whatever, you're not going to get a oh, response for a while, yeah. a while, um, <laughs> if at all. Um, yeah, it. Uh, but and there's uh, like basically they have all these. Uh, there's a, a twending, ten, twending, twending, a twending hashtag. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Twitter. Twitter and all people, these people that are going like, if this is my last day on Twitter, it's been nice. Have a great yeah. day and. Uh, find me here or find me there. A lot of people going to Mastodon. I tried signing into Mastodon. That is some weird, that is a weird, yeah. weird social media. It is definitely not user Apparently friendly. Apparently Jack Dorsey is uh, starting a new platform. And he'd been, it's called, he was Blue, asked, it's called Blue Sky. Yeah. And it's kind They wanted of, him to come back to, to take over apparently. And he said no. 
He's got his own thing going. I haven't heard what it was called. It's called Blue Sky. Yeah. And it's supposed to be more of an all-in-one. So, which is what... uh, what uh, Twitter version two is supposed to yeah. look like, but I, I'm not sure. Maybe it's this make is it the time work. for Truth Essential to take over again <laughs> exactly. and, and reemerge. Yeah. I'll see you over at Truth Social. It looks like Twitter, <laughs> yeah. and amazingly, it's being run by a less crazy person. <laughs> the only thing we need now is for Kanye West to start a, a social media platform. <laughs> Oh my! It's, uh, <laughs> Is it, your name Goldstein? You've been blocked. Why? Well, and uh, no reason. Elon has reinstated <laughs> Kathy Griffin, <laughs> Babylon B, and someone else, um, and said uh, uh, no decision made yet regarding Trump. Yeah. Well, they were saying that he was going. He had teams going through people's internal uh, communications. Oh yeah. And they were being fired. And fired if yeah. you, if you had criticized them. And again, I'm thinking if you just spent $44 billion on a company that's struggling and you need to turn this thing around, is that really the best use of, of resources? To me, that seems like, yeah. I mean, so Kathy the Griffin, Titanic and you're rearranging the, the deck chairs as they said, right? Kathy Griffin, Jordan Peterson and Babylon B have been reinstated. Two of those are quite right wing. Which is Jordan Peterson and Babylon B. Yeah. And Kathy Griffin is uh, was parodying yes. Elon Musk. Yeah. Like, like what the hell is Babylon B? Yeah, well. Uh, yeah. Tread carefully. Okay. Tread I'm, carefully when know. if you're gonna search that up. So So who knows where things are gonna be a week from now? Honestly, I think it we might be at peak um well like elon Musk, it it has got some pretty funny tweets i mean he's got this uh this this thing he did yesterday which was like uh, how do you make a small fortune in social media start out with a large one yeah i I, that i mean that's i'm glad he's amused because these people uh, go down the tubes it's kind of like what do they call it um graveyard humor or no there's a name for it where you gallows humor gallows humor there you go yeah well that's right Okay, so okay. as bad as this is, it's nothing compared to this FTX and debacle. and what the FTX is going to have for long term consequences. Oh my god! So right, FTX is one of a string of failures in the crypto, but the big thing is it's the biggest one yeah. so far. And well, it owned 130 companies, and all of those companies apparently are 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 defunct, right? Well, there, yeah, there were 130, 31 related companies. Yeah. yeah, yeah There's yeah. Alameda Research. Right. Alameda Research is a hedge fund, which basically was taking advantage of crypto valuations in different parts of the globe. Yeah, that's how it started? It started. Then they were basically right. buying it cheaper in one spot and instantaneously right. selling it somewhere which- else. Was fine. Which is fine, except yeah. then everybody started doing it, and right. they couldn't continue that, and to, but they needed to keep up the returns. But but the thing, so FTX was a trading platform, mm-hmm. like the like the uh, stock market. Yeah. And Alameda is a brokerage. Right. Right. So the reason they were in the Bahamas is because there's no way that, like the, the, like the New York Stock Exchange could not own a brokerage house. Right. Those things have to be totally separate. But yeah. this was all. And then when I started looking into it, they find out it's all in one building in, in some house in the Bahamas. And it basically the the CEO of the of Alameda, this uh, I can't remember her name now, Eleanor. Oh, no. So she was the uh, CFO and this is her first job. Yeah. Well, she's the girlfriend of, of SMF. SBF. Oh, SBF. Yeah. Uh, it's another TLA. Yeah. Three-letter acronym. So apparently, well, that's that's part of the problem. And then they, they borrowed funds from the exchange. So they client funds that people had, had um, invested, they took and used that to cover debts and take risk with Alameda on trades. And so the whole thing is just this huge Ponzi scheme. And then Binance is the other part of that. That's their. That was their rival. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is he? CZ? CZ. Yeah. He's a Chinese guy, and yeah. he goes by his initials. And I guess because I guess that's what these things do. Like uh, yeah, 
But I guess hey, JC, I guess SBF here is SBF, right? SBF, yeah. Yeah, I guess he kind of antagonized CZ. And CZ, CZ was a shareholder, right? In but then he dumped all those those shares, those FTTs, which yeah. was, was their own crypto coin that they minted themselves to uh, to exchange on this on this exchange. It but was the whole it thing was just qualitative easing, exactly. But the thing that at the end of the day blows my mind, and I think it's indicative of the whole problem or a big part of the problem. The guy is worth $32 billion one day, mm-hmm. and he's worth nothing the next day, which to me means it, it's all just made up. There's nothing there, right? Like well, even, if, if, even if Elon I blows think, it. I believe, I believe there's been a lot of, my understanding is there's been a lot of squirreling away of well, money. Well, there's that. Uh, is that half a billion, at least half a billion dollars, or maybe even it's a billion that's missing. Yeah. Just missing. Yeah. This guy's going to wind up dead. He's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be another, uh, uh, Epstein kind of thing. So, so like if they extradite him, here's some, or he's going to just take himself. Some fascinating, unbelievable tidbits. So, um, in order, um, to do expenses, they submitted expenses over chat and got it approved. Like there were no forms. Right, there was no disbursement costs for their business. Um, Binance, which is bigger than FTX, mm-hmm. has like four thousand employees. FTX had seventy, right? And it's not uh, like that's part of the reason why Binance like freaked out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Alameda Research um, consisted primarily of there were all these related party loans. So they're basically, they were lending to each other. Right. Yeah. And it's, I know billions. Yeah. Billions of, <sighs> which is uh, very few records kept. Um, one of the pr- most pervasive failures in particular, is the absence of lasting records and decision-making. Right. Um, SBF often communicated using app, Applications that were set to auto-delete after a short period of time <laughs> and encouraged his employees to do the same. Um, the company was valued at $32 billion, but never had any board meetings yeah. or corporate governance. Right. Most of the other uh, related companies also did. There was no cash management system. No. Did not maintain centralized control of its cash. Um, they didn't keep proper records. Uh, corporate funds were used to purchase personal real estate, personal use real estate. Of course. And employees and executives put their names on homes purchased with company funds. Yes. Um, funds. Crypto deposited by customers weren't even recorded on the balance sheet. Yeah. Presumably all crypto assets just went into one central slush fund used for whatever. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> and Hello, uh, like SBF to, uh... does not... Uh, the filing makes clear that SBF does not clear uh, speak for the company, and that his erratic and misleading public space, uh, statement should not be di- should be should yeah. not be disregarded. So, so that is crazy. It's a mess. So the guy who's uh, the new CEO, I can't remember his name right now, O'Neill, I think, was the guy who became CEO of Enron. After, yeah, after. well, sort of the so cleanup he's, he's guy, the, he's right? He's the cleanup guy. Yeah. He gets hired by these companies and when they said, fail. Like he's, he's never seen anything so bad. Compared to Enron, it's like this is a complete disaster. It's unbelievable. But my point is, this is where we're at in the world of of capitalism. I mean, if Elon went under tomorrow, right? Which is not likely, but even if he did. He still has assets. There's still technology. There's there's intellectual property. He's got you know th- these plants, right? There's still some residual value. This is thirty two billion dollars. Poof! Like there's nothing. There's nothing. Absolutely, there. it's just right. made up out of nothing. And I think that's a big part of the problem. Uh, well, and, Warren, it's, it's, and this is Warren Buffett's point has been his whole career. I trade in stuff that I can, you know, touch. Yeah. Understand. Well, I can understand it. Well, even uh, going beyond that. Um, so SBF and a lot of these crypto moguls or whatever, uh, they will often say, we want, we want regulation. Just tell us the rules so we'll follow the rules. So, which is totally a lie because there are rules in the U.S. Right. And none of them incorporate in the U.S. They all incorporate in places like the Bahamas where yes. there is no rules. No rules, yeah. Do they have extradition though? Uh 
I don't know. Wow. Is, is he is he is he in the Bahamas now? Yeah, I think he is still. Now. Although I'm, I think if I'm, if I'm the Bahamas, Get this guy's got no money, right? He's a bum now. So why why have all that scrutiny? We'll gladly deliver him. Well, he'll just look like everybody else because he was wearing shorts before. So, like he looked like a. Bum. But this is the thing I don't that that blew my mind. They're talking about one of the hedge funds. They gave him like two hundred million bucks. Oh, what was it now? I can't remember which one. When they met with him over Zoom, apparently he never stopped playing. Oh, there's like a computer game he was playing. So he's meeting with these high level investors, and he's playing. Wasn't Fortnite, but no, it, but it was it was uh it was like call a Call of Duty something like that, and he he doesn't even interrupt his. And they're like, "This is the guy that we need to invest, you know, two hundred million dollars with." It's like talk about talking yourself into. And the other thing that was funny is Kevin O'Leary. Uh, they had some film of him like a month ago talking about FTX, and if there's one place that he felt his money was secure, that's where it was. And then the next day he's like, uh, we need regulation for all of this crypto stuff. Like, yeah, no doubt. Unbelievable. I think it's just indicative of a big problem with, with our, our whole system that this, this stuff can happen. And again and again and again, excuse me. <coughs> so it's wild. Yeah, he was, uh, I'm trying to figure out what game he was playing. I was wondering, remember we were talking about you were looking into that crypto mining thing? Yeah, Helium. And I was, like, was this FTX that Mark was talking about? No, it was called, it's called <laughs> Helium. And it's still around, but apparently it, you don't generate a lot of cash because it's not a widely traded crypto. Right. Uh, but it does actually do something, which is different from most of the other cryptos, which don't do anything. Yes. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm not finding it. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. The um, but the 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 whole thing is, I mean, he was playing on while yeah, while doing interviews. He's yeah, it's, it's and they're they're going like, I can see him on the leaderboard. Yeah, that's a scoop. I'm good at video games and and crypto. Okay, let's talk about uh, our local disaster. Oh man, so so we we where do we start? We live in Alberta. <coughs> we have uh, a party in power that's highly rural based. So most of the city, uh, most of the city uh, MLAs are not with this party, that's which right. is the UCP. Yeah. They have kind of uh, embraced a lot of conspiracy theories and, kind of a, a destructive approach to government. Basically, they don't seem to be interested in governing as much as tearing down stuff. Yes. So um, they have, so our premier managed to coalesce <laughs> most of these UCP people for a period of time. Yep. And then he, he won a leadership review, but it wasn't by a ton. Oh, 52% or something? Or, uh, 53, 50. It was really just low 50s. Low 50s. Yeah. And, uh, <coughs> and so that triggered a leadership review. And um, so he stepped down. Or no, he stepped down. That triggered the leadership That's review. That's right. Yes. And then uh, they had a competition. And then um, our current premier uh, won 52 like something less than he got right uh of the of leadership the, of, the, of, of the runoff of yeah. the runoff vote and she's um she has got a charismatic presentation voice yes um but uh she is a total wingnut she believes in ivermectin as a treatment for covid doesn't believe covid um has grand plans to like so she has not been elected by the province right and uh and and basically is kind of known for kind of breaking all kinds of rules yeah. she's already fired the chief medical officer yep for uh, i i'm like why would you fire her she's a lightning rod for any unhappy people about covid yeah Just leave her out there that's and, right and track the lightning now it's gonna all go back to you anyway it's uh it's been. Uh, she just uh, 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 
fired the board of Alberta Health Services yep. and replaced them with a guy who had been put in place, was it back in 2013? Something the like last that. time they blew the whole thing up. Yeah. And she criticized him then, then but now she, oh, this is the guy we're putting in place. Yeah. It's, it's. She's moving forward, trying to get in place the uh, Alberta Provincial Police. Right. Which through... apparently is, so the, is it IDF? Yeah. There's an international conservative movement. Stephen Harper is their, their guy, right? Okay. The head of that. And you go to if John Birch, you know, so all of these ultra right wing, a lot of them in the U.S., a lot of the stuff is their ideology, right? And they had a manifesto, and it, it was released, and that was one of the things. Treating Alberta as a as a social experiment to see if they can implement some of these ultra-right-wing policies. Okay. And it involves basically making the public health system fail, making yeah. the public education system fail, right? So that we can put in vouchers. And now she's talking about this healthcare spending yeah. thing. Yeah. This is all right out of this playbook. And it's just nuts. Yeah. And she's just, um, yeah, she's announcing all kinds of spending initiatives. She's, uh, to, she wants to try to, to get elected. Yeah. She wants to put a new, uh, replace the saddle dome in, in Calgary. Right. Because it finally dawned on her. That she needs oh, to get elected. Yeah. She needs to be popular. Yeah. So she wants you know a high-speed train you know between... You bring in the helper? Bamf Carrie Lake. There's a <laughs> yeah. lady who knows how to get it done. Well, she certainly knows how to tell put, all the, put the soft focus uh, filter. Tell on. all the McCain voters the F off and then find out, whoop, can't win Arizona without them. That's the kind of leadership we need here in this province, helping yeah. out Danielle Smith with some, with some strategy. I don't understand it. You know, like the only thing that I'm holding on hope is that these people, they tend to be so incompetent. Thank God. Like, you know, like Donald Trump, uh, even the Republican party that in the end, it's a little bit like Dr. Evil. <laughs> they had very evil plans, but they can't execute because they just trip put, over their own feet. I want to put lasers on a freaking shark. Or <laughs> Jewish space lasers, Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? Like, yeah. So I think that's the only thing that gives me hope uh and that and stuff like doug ford you know and qp stood up and said no we're not we're not home you don't play that shit <laughs> no so i think it's getting to that i feel i hope there's getting to that point of so absurd that people are finally starting to pay attention and you know it's it's awakening the general population which most of the time are pretty placid and it's like yeah. eh. and then finally it's like what what What's going on? Yeah. That's nuts. Okay, finally I'm gonna I'm gonna be stirred to action. I think that's happening because it's Well, even in the midterm elections. <laughs> like, what's going on? Midterm elections where the uh where the uh the Republicans expected a red wave, a yeah. red tsunami red was gonna tsunami. take over. Yeah. And it was like um it it wasn't. It was the opposite. Yeah. And um I mean, yeah. The, the the Republicans have taken control of the House of Representatives, but, but there's a very problem. small. My, it's a majority. very small. I think they're 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 projected to maybe get two hundred and twenty two. Yeah, and McCarthy and they, is going to have a heck of a hard time. Well, he keeping these factions from going after each other. He's not getting. He's, they've already identified that he, he's not getting elected because even though he can get elected by the majority of the um republicans you have to be elected by the uh, by by the house to be the speaker of the right. house not just the speaker of the majority and um some of them and i don't think it's marjorie taylor green but there's a bunch of them that have basically said we're not voting for you yeah okay so we'll see who so winds who up ends up in in charge yeah might, oh but to go back to daniel smith so we were talking about 52%. She won in Brooks, but not by a huge margin there either. No. Right? She just squeaked by. Well, it, it was like 57%. But Still, considering how conservative that area is, absolutely. it should have been more like Again, 80%. Apparently, apparently uh, red uh, medicine hat, which is, you know, a little bit more urban. And I think even Brooks, the town itself, she didn't do as well as kind of in the in the hinterland, right? Yeah. So, well, and I, I, I used to despair 
And I mean, I, I guess we'll see what happens in 2023, but at some point, well, <laughs> you know, I'll put it to you this way. Years and years ago, I, I knew a psychologist and we were talking about, you know, dysfunction. And when you're a child, you know, and it, it was this way, if, if, if you're the child of, of parents who have a degree of dysfunction, it's very psychologically damaging, you know, because basically you blame children, blame themselves. Right? right. But if you're the child of a parent who is so wackadoodle, like way that there's absolutely no, even a child goes, okay, wait, this is way off base. Apparently it's less psychologically damaging. I mean, or in a different way, because those children don't tend to blame themselves. They, they come very quickly to realize, oh my God, this person is totally a whack job right Interesting. and that's kind of what i'm seeing here it's like jason kenny was kind of a dangerous character because you know he knew the game and he was he was reasonably he was a disciplined guy reasonably right? reasonably smart very well politically savvy yeah for sure like 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 trump right yes but and, and able to get had, people to follow him. Yeah, and if there hadn't been COVID, I think he would have done better, better right? But he, again. Although he, he did these miscalculations, like spending on the Keystone, like one and a half billion oh, yeah. dollars. Not, not bright, not a no, smart guy. Not, not, yeah, politically savvy, but not necessarily a smart guy. Right, but damaged by circumstances that totally overwhelmed him. Yeah. I think what we have now is even further a field of just like, no idea. Yeah. No idea what you're doing, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, what they really response. need to do is... And, and likely to raise enough counter where people are like, wait a minute, hold it. My pension? Really? Right? We're going to put that with AIMCO that's lost how many billions of dollars oh, over the last few years on bad deals? Yeah. 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 No No thanks. Thanks, but so, no thanks. Yeah. Pitchforks and, and, and uh, torches in the street, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's rise up, let's, people. Let's let's, let's <laughs> summarize our controversy. This is our controversial episode. Uh, Twitter. No cursing. We'll see them. if Twitter is around in a couple of weeks. I mean, apparently it can go down for all kinds of reasons. And well, right now it's just totally. It's just basically vulnerable. just yeah. it's super vulnerable to any equipment failure. I I have a suspicion that he is gonna let it fall apart. But it could be gone for like a a month, and, and they could rebuild, back. get bring bring in a new team, and relaunch it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, and if and if that's the way he wants to push, because it hasn't been making money. So I mean, it's it's definitely been a problem. And they were saying even the existing executives would have had to lay a bunch of people off because it's just it tech would, tech sector is laying people off left, right, and center. Yeah. So maybe he's actually thinking, I'm going to let this thing go down in a spectacular fireball. We'll shut it down. We'll pay our, you know, we'll, we'll take our lumps and then we'll relaunch it with my hardcore vision, uh, um, a culture mm -hmm. and maybe it saves it. Well, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, well, I think he's giving all kinds of examples of how not to manage a business, but does that mean the end of Twitter? I don't think so. Yeah, we'll I, sus I suspect not. I suspect it may look quite different. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think it's going to be the MySpace, but it's going to be something very something different. different. Yeah. Could um, be a subscription-based thing. Like, who knows? FTX. I think we haven't heard the end of FTX. FTX is going to cause dominoes with other cryptos. Absolutely. Well, they're saying crypto is dead for not entirely dead. But like even Scott Galloway was talking about that. that well, if you have uh, if you have uh, if you have Bitcoin and it's in a cold wallet, you're okay. Yeah, I'd be very cautious about hot wallets right now. Yes, um, but as a speculative, you know, alternative to uh, fiat currency, yeah, probably not. Not for not a right long now. Time or it, maybe maybe never. Maybe right? never. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, that's not necessarily a bad thing because what are they calling it? They're, they're calling this the Patagonia vest recession. Right? Well, that's what that's what Scott Galloway <laughs> yeah. is saying. Yeah, because he says all these tech tech bros they all wear Patagonia. Except vests. Apple's doing well. Yes. Right. Well, it would have done better if uh, if it hadn't. Uh, apparently, it, it would have done better if it didn't have so much cash because it's got all this cash sitting in bonds. 
and yeah. bond market went oh, down. Oh, right. Bond market. Sure. So, uh, but I yeah, feel, I feel so bad for them having all that cash. I what? think, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boo hoo! <laughs> what are you gonna do with this trillion dollars yeah. in cash? Well, and I, I have to say, the it's stock only market, worth nine hundred billion now. The stock market is swinging hard. It is, you know, it yeah. dropped twenty percent, and uh, um, it dropped twenty percent, uh, but it's it's rebounded a yeah. fair bit already. And then the there's past couple of months. jolly old Alberta. Yes. I think we need to have an episode on the future of Alberta at some point. Another sure. controversial. Let's maybe episode uh, sure. 48 or something. <laughs> Give it some time. Give it some time. Well, because, we'll, yeah, we'll see how. Because I have some strong feelings uh, backed up, at least in some part, by, you know, some some data that I've read and stuff. But Okay. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Um, by then who knows that'll be uh, she may not even be premier anymore there might be a list trust uh, <laughs> should, we, should we do a, a head of lettuce and next to Danielle Smith yeah perhaps yeah. yeah I don't think she'd get ousted the same way that Liz trusted um, well she hasn't really done anything yet that's the thing right she, just, she keeps making promises about making promises um, oh yeah well, and rattling so, the saber and, but yeah, she hasn't who, really what is it, uh, the NDP done? We we've re-indexed Aish. Dude, you're the one that de-indexed exactly. Aish. Exactly. That's right. Like, you said NDP, you mean the UCP, yeah. The UC, no, the they are UCP is accusing the NDP of of uh failing Aish. Oh, right. Because they've gone and re-indexed yes, it. Yes, that's and right. Like, wait a second. You're the ones that defunded them. Yeah. Like that's the arsonist that puts your your couch out with the yeah, and says, and like, oh, see, I saved your couch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You lit my couch. <laughs> yes, but I saved it, too. Yeah, exactly. Break even, baby. What uh, <laughs> What media are you consuming? What media am I consuming? I'm almost through uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Repair. Nice. Which is blowing my mind. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to read his follow-up book, uh, Lula, I think, or something like that. I don't know. So, um, uh episode of eight of andor i watched Whoa. last night so uh, i just watched up. i just watched 11 either eight or nine how many episodes are there there's gonna be 12 okay so next week is the last Ooh, episode man is it good and uh oh it's it, awesome it's getting better too and yeah. i i saw what kind of forever so did i and uh i liked it I liked parts of it um i struggled with some other parts that were just seemed a little bit weird um then i had like what do they call it a macguffin when you have something that they're chasing or they're doing they're yeah, going after something right and, and, and the reason isn't entirely clear sure so uh because i thought there was a bit of an obvious macguffin in this this one so i thought the namer character was really interesting yes i thought uh the way they treated uh chad Kukuka. boswick was good i liked the I mean, just the sound of these these languages, both yes. the Wakandan language and the uh, and telecon, the, the tele, telecon um, language. Yeah, uh, all was really well done. A lot of subtitles, which I think would lose a lot of uh, well, particularly Americans. They don't they don't like if it's not in English. Oh wow! And um, must be hard to act. Fuck them. Continue. <laughs> I have to put the explicit uh, sticker on this one. Uh, the um, but uh, I thought the MacGuffin was the woman that uh, the the young scientist woman who invented the uh, um, vibranium detector. Oh yeah, okay. Right? So because she's so like, a lot of people were were arguing. Why why are they trying to kill her? Kill that, her? That there's two. You could capture. You could yeah. keep her. You could do all kinds of stuff. Right. But kill her just like. Well, the idea was that apparently, and they, they say it subtly, that they don't have... The ability to re recreate Right, this that. is the only one, you know, because she did it as a side project. I, a lot of the criticism I heard was typical Marvel, um, you know, they inserted, like there was a whole uh, setup of the Thunderbolts, yeah. right? And that was a big sort of subplot. And then, yeah, this character that's going to have her own show and... And it's like, well, you could have taken those two things completely out of the movie 
and it would not really have changed the story at all. No. So it was over two hours long. <laughs> so two forty one. Yeah. So those little add-ons were, I think, what people felt was like, eh, okay. Well, but um, but the sort the of whole, killed the pacing a but bit. But the whole setup for the, I mean, the the Wakandans, they're getting attacked by Namor because of uh, because they refused to agree to yeah. some like his motivation for doing what he was doing they it kind of swung kind of wildly bit, and yeah. uh and then people are laughing about how many ways can you pronounce that name in the movie which name well some people call them namor other people call them namor uh, okay. <laughs> but like, um like what is this guy's name yeah it was uh the submariner but uh i thought it was the submariner no <laughs> so but it was uh, it was good it was good it was entertaining there's better movies from yeah. MC, MCU. Well, the Black Panther was a really good movie, but it was tight. It was tight. It was tight. You know, this uh, was a this little one, bit a little bloated. bloated. Yeah, yeah. And um, but I, I thought it was done well. The fight scenes were amazing. Yes, it, it was. Uh, it was well done. Uh, well, and given that they had to, and there's so much debate on social media and on, on, on Facebook about like with the Marvel fan groups about why didn't they recast and this and that. And, you know, I think, I think they handled it well. I think that's uh, been their, their track record is there. haven't been recasting anybody. Well, no, they, very few. They, they, re- just, they recast the Hulk. the Hulk, just the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, well, and they're recasting uh, general Ross, right? Because, uh, well, because William Hurt's pretty old. He died. What? Yeah. William Hurt died. He had a heart attack. He died. About six months ago. Oh, you're kidding. So that's why they're recasting him with Harrison Ford, because William Hurt's not available. <laughs> okay, I did not know he died. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't that old. He was in his late 60s. He was looking pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he died yeah. in March. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was 71. Oh, 71, yeah. yeah. And Kevin Conroy died, the voice of Batman. Yeah, like I wasn't he was familiar only 66. with him. He was sixty-six. Man, he looked a lot older than that. <laughs> he sounded older. Too. Yeah. Well, he's the he's the seminal voice of, of the uh, animated of Batman. Well, yeah. Uh, well, and and in the games too, uh, all the Arkham uh, Arkham Knight games. Okay. Uh, Arkham Arkham Asylum. Yeah. He uh, he had a great Batman voice. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am the Batman. Wow. So he actually did a bunch of redubs of some of the other movies. Oh yeah, just for fun, like where he'd take you know scenes from, let's say, uh, uh, the Dark Knight Rises or the Dark Knight, and he would redo them with the with his with, voice. With his voice, yeah. So interesting. So uh, yeah, and he was gay. I didn't know that. I just found that out this week that he was uh, like a big um, uh, sort of proponent. Obviously, he wrote a comic book for DC about what it was like growing up gay in the, in the late six, uh, you know, sixties and all that. So just stuff that you just, I mean, cause it didn't really matter. He's such a talented guy, but that he was sort of an advocate for that. Uh, I did not know. So I did not know. know that either. So, yeah. Um, so that's, uh, so what kind of, oh, uh, interesting. are you uh, still watching? Per- is it periphery? Peripheral. Peripheral. Oh my God. Is it good? Oh, it's, I haven't started yet. So, you know, what's really interesting, uh, about peripheral, which, so, if I go watch Star 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 Wars anything like Andor or whatever, if I watch a Marvel thing or whatever, yeah, yeah. you go into YouTube and there's like all these people are doing like detailed yes. reviews and all this stuff. Peripheral? No. Really? Yep. Uh, and I'm like, I'm kind of maybe you should do it, Mark. Yeah, right. I I don't know. Well, it's a new, a, a oh, new here, channel. Here's all the uh, Easter eggs you missed, and I'm going. No, I I have missed. So, I mean, but I have to say. The that Connect 2 podcast may be the only place this show's getting talked about. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a great. Mark and Jeff talk about proof. We'll put that on the, on the banner. Mark and Jeff. Yeah. And then episode, like, episode fill in blank. With the, uh, with the notes. It'd be like at 58 minutes, they talk about it for, you know, a minute and a half. <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ. I listened to the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> Title may not reflect the content. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that what else have been watching? Well, Andor. Yeah. So it ends next week. And then there is uh, something coming up right away. What is it? There's a, is it Ahsoka? 
Oh, is that right? There's something coming up right away. I haven't heard. And is there a new Marvel show on the on the horizon? Uh, Not for a little while, I don't think. I think there is. There is coming up. I mean, is... Truly, we live in the in the. Uh, <laughs> you know, we are so spoiled. We are spoiled. This this whole streaming thing is pretty amazing. Yeah, let's see how long that lasts. Maybe Elon will buy Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, goodbye Netflix. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, eighty six bucks a week now to subscribe to it. Like what? There have uh, yeah. So there's there's something coming up. What is it? Um, usually it tells me. Yeah, it's not telling me today. Oh well. Um, but uh, I'm I'm sure the, something there, there's something some, something 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 Marvel and, or Star and something Wars is or, coming out. I thought it was a Star Wars and thing. Creed three is coming out pretty soon after Christmas I think. Well, they have they have one that came out from Star Wars, which is Tales of the Jedi, which I watched. Is it good? It's uh it's an animated and it's like backstory for like Count Dooku and oh, okay. Ashoka and all that stuff. Yeah, so that's yeah. all pretty good. So same animation as the old. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, the Mandalorian's coming out soon in March, I right. think. Right, season three. Um, yeah. uh, what else? There's They have... Um, I think that's that's it for Star Wars. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas specials. Oh, that's out. right. That's coming out. Yeah, that's just a one-off thing, though. Well, they have a whole bunch of these one-off things. Yeah. So uh, what was the other one that I just watched? That was the Werewolf by Night is one-off. That was awesome. They have a they have a couple of other ones planned, so those will be quite interesting when they come out. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's it. Let's uh, let's wrap. All right, it let's up. wrap it up. We're already over an hour. Ah, eh, well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> See ya. Have a good uh, week. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. Get better. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.